0: With us, today. so let's start with Mr. Matthews. How did you get involved in the film? Let's just go right down the line. Uh, I just, uh, you
1: know, was there, I, I did uh, with Julie and Dad, and I asked Tom if that had anything to do with me being cast in part six, and said no. But basically, for me, it was just uh, I got the size, went in for an audition for like, the casting director, and uh, is this thing on yeah. I don't
0: think they're on. Oh, now it's
1: on. Um, and I uh, got a call back and then met Tom and about 25 other people over at Paramount. Couldn't tell you where he was sitting because it's all kind of a blur. Was that between me and what, three, four other guys? Yeah. Something like that. And then we were off
2: to the races. Hands down, he was the best. He oh, really? Humor. You could be in the show. You
3: didn't it yeah, all. Not so bad You were. Humor, Well, you guys got Justin? fight chance though.
1: you got to win the girl and <laughs> all the elements. And hey, Tom, how did you get started in that Friday 15? Oh, Tom, okay. you, yeah, we're going down the line. Oh,
4: okay. i going to swallow the microphone
1: or
3: what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a little disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> can I get a little bit more? like This is terribly high. Check. No, just Um how I got started. is I was, it was I Paramount. Cast. Well, yeah, I guess we always have, let's say, like, we all shut up at Paramount Studios, seems to be the uh, common denominator. Tommy wrote this, I don't know, dude, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of choices. I just remember showing up and driving
2: home and saying, okay, you're the man. That felt good. But I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I think I, didn't I tell
3: you at the time? Yeah, I think he did before yeah. I even left. That rarely happens. So the directors won't tell somebody they have anything. And tell fact you don't really, you know, to have it. Usually a first callback, second callback is all this kind of stuff that you call back to. It's, it's just, yeah. But back in the day, there was probably 30 of us that literally went up for like, there was a lot of cats. I mean, there was people that lived in the valley, they're sons and the daughters of the people that lived there. It wasn't like YouTube and stuff. Everybody yeah, that
5: looks
3: like you. Well, they, yeah, they're, 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 like Brad Pitt, i used to go with Brad Pitt, I'm used to go with, um. Oh, uh, yeah, you started twin. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just yeah, before anybody made it, Brad Pitt he used right? to show up all the time in, in um, what's his name, from, from Oceans 11, what's his name, huh? George Clooney George Clinton, always wears kids with his black boots yeah. and we did it I, mean, I saw Tommy in interviews and maybe it was the like first public of people that happened to have that it's not the way it is now so Tommy McGoughlin did a great job at writing stuff and he gave me great freedom my own experience with that and he let me have kind of the last two and a half minutes of where it was left to film he threw a rock at me and he said dude we got two and a half minutes left we're done here do whatever
6: you want
1: to do and walk away and he said if you like it we'll keep it and that was it that's what I remember one
4: day was that was cool I gotta make that but you know, but
6: that's
5: it's, it's my true. favorite yeah. line of yours is
4: I never drove dri- i driven a house before <laughs> <laughs> but there was some some involved in there but, but that scene where he's stacking the rocks talking about the Indian and the rocks and yeah, this and, and that, that that's all involved. Okay. this one told this one to go for it and this one was Often running about this long story about stacking rocks in the women yeah.
5: if, if we had an
4: hour here you'd go oh he's doing it again
5: yeah. no go back and watch it it's
1: totally
4: do what you want to do and there they went so i was like oh,
1: that's cool you rarely get given that
3: gift to like somebody us something with that i mean he said he was honest he said like hey like it, we don't we are done we got all we had to do and it was it's just he's just a, a pleasure to work with you trust the person we use actually mm-hmm. really figures that the freedom they've written it for you and then they direct you for it. So you're basically kind of a bit of a puppet. You know, it's it's different. Like take Mel Gibson and like something like when you had, oh, what was the, when you write and direct and do all the whole thing, all this freedom. And he just wrote it and it all just made sense and everybody had like a good experience on that. Everybody was still friends, 36 years Look at that, it's so rare, it's such a blessing, and thank you all, because without without fans, I don't know who you are, we're all doing this act in a garage somewhere. Am <laughs> <story. laughs> And it's thank you very much for, this, for like, loving us through time and telling your children it all. <laughs> <laughs> and how old are you?
5: Three. Three?
3: Mm-hmm. Oh. I met her earlier, she runs the house now. Yeah. Okay. My next generation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: It is. We're lucky. Like cowboy shirt too. You're all right with me. I'm a cowboy.
5: So same question for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, my story is a little. My story is a little different. Um, I went in for part five and um, over
1: Universal.
5: Uh, yes. Thank you. Oh wow. And, um, and I got the job. And uh, the day that um, I went in for my wardrobe fitting and I had to sign the contract. The director asked me to have dinner and, and discuss the script and I hadn't even read the script yet so there really wasn't anything to discuss. And uh, it was also Halloween and I had plans. And the next day I didn't have a job because the director said I wasn't well enough endowed. So um, <laughs> I um, did, didn't really think much of it. They had to pay me for it because the contract was, was signed. But then um, I went in for part six, and they said, pretend like you never met Frank Mancuso Jr. before, who is our producer. And, uh, and Tommy, um, me. and cast me. I don't remember why you did, but- Because you were great. Why else would I be- That's all I wanted to, to hear. <laughs> but um, it's just been such a blessing, and, and to sit here with this gang its just really super cool, and thank you guys.
4: I'm. Uh, Tom took the biggest chance with me because I had a, absolutely zero experience in stunts or being in front of a camera or anything even related to where Paramount Studio was, let alone a movie studio. So um, I was the second choice, uh, first choice. Unfortunately, I didn't deliver uh, well on the first daily. The that came back pretty much and uh, the second choice was called and you know, four days later I was in Covington, Georgia, uh, putting wardrobe on and going to work with Tom. And, going back on what Tom said about Tom McLaughlin, having zero experience, very simple, very clear, gave you a direction, and then just told you to embrace it, told you what he didn't want, but then allowed you to take it from that point forward. So I he knew he was
2: military. See, yeah, that's yeah. a yeah. That's yeah. I, I still just, remember him telling
4: you he, he can't look like a punk, he can't look, you know, gotta look strong. Like you do that. Universal <laughs> Studios type movie, and I said, I can do that. And uh, I still remember my very first scene that Tom came in, and it was a side profile adjacent with a motorhome behind it, rocking and turning, looking at it. Just tilt my head a quarter inch, not a half an inch, just a, just enough to be acknowledged on camera, which still works today. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just very fortunate, and I'm very fortunate to be here, and i appreciative of the folks around me that they allowed me to sit up here with them. How did you get to?
2: How'd you get yeah, the job? Well, i was very it. close <laughs> to Harvey Weinstein. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was work. Uh, right. uh, it's kind of strange because through the 70s, if you were a filmmaker, and, and I was a wannabe filmmaker, uh, all they gave you was, you know, strips that were in a forest with a bunch of women to kill and just said, can you come up with something other than a mask? You know, because that's what you mm-hmm. want. And they'd give you money to go and do that. I, I didn't. That wasn't what I wanted to do. And so I had this love of Gothic horror, and wrote this script called One Dark Night, which is about a girl staying in a mausoleum all night, being you know, brought into a club, a girl club in high school, and uh, all these corpses came out and stuff. So it was completely different, you know, type of genre. And it was you know it became sort of a cult film over the years. But you know I did it. I walked around with the film cans. <laughs> To all the studios and stuff. Nope, nope, nope. Then I got a call and they said, you know, they need a writer director for the next Jason movie. And I go, oh, well, didn't the last one not do well? And it's like, yeah, well, well people were mad because <laughs> it wasn't Jason and it was a <laughs> <poster, laughs> And, you know, and then it looked like it was going to be Tommy Jarvis at the end of the movie, but then having a mask. And then we have to come a year earlier, because normally these things came out every two years. We're going to come in a year earlier and we got to say, Jason's back, he's alive, whatever. So just bring him back in the day. What else? Just bring him back. Yeah. I can do anything else? Yeah. Can I put comedy in it? What do you mean? Well, I mean, I want the people to be likable and, you know, to have a great relationship. So when I mean, they die, it's like, oh, shoot, I like them as opposed to... Some of the movies were like, yeah, kill the bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you know? the crowd was like, you know, a mom. You know, like so um, they let me go. I went across the wall at Paramount Studios. There's a cemetery there called Hollywood Forever. And I wrote it in the cemetery very quickly, you know, gave it to Paramount. They went, great, let's go. So off we went. And it was just fun to take ideas. Like the first movie I saw of my dad was, james bond's dr no and i thought what about we had an opening where it's jason instead of you know, james bond doing that
5: mm-hmm.
2: are the fans going to hate
5: this i don't know oh, i have to do it mm-hmm.
2: so i was just taking wild chances and trying to make something that would be different from the other ones but the big thing was is that i wanted to make sure he had an agenda he wasn't just going around killing people he was going after tommy or bringing him back to life and if you remember all the classic monsters, whether it's Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman, they never wanted to be that. They were happy, you know, even Dracula says to be dead, to be really dead, must be glorious. <laughs> and Frankenstein, no, love, bad, hate, living. So I thought, same thing with Jason, He's happy being there. Tommy brings her up, so he's gonna go kill this kid. Anybody in his way, down they go. Tommy's obviously screwed up, you went to just burn his body, Now he's brought him back and now he's got to stop So both of them had agendas, which hadn't been done before. So they had much more of a story base, which I wanted to have. So you were really rude. Bringing kids in was also something I thought they're not gonna let me do it. I can. Oh, great. And the kids have really helped you care more about what's gonna happen. Also the
1: relationships between the two, I mean, Megan and I, there's was like a little chance of romance there. Exactly. The people got involved in the, uh, they got invested in the characters and
2: stuff like that, which we really
1: hadn't seen before.
2: Right? And I think just kind of like you know, watch wise guy, humor back and forth. They you know, would insult each other, but love, but you know, some of that stuff they did in the 30s and 40s, you know, that snappy dialogue. And I like that
4: hairy term.
3: Hey Tommy, I have a question, okay. did you ever, just, just just came to me, did you, while you were done and writing, did you think about, like, did you, if you were to been left alone, another one after that, did you see the way that that would go on, did like, you do nothing like that, no. so just it right there? No. Okay, so you, you didn't leave
2: anything, oh yeah. you're, you're right. okay. okay, I did put up a hint of something, if I ever did, that's in there, because people ask me about this all the time, I go, you have to wait, and as soon as I come up with another idea, you'll see it, fulfilled. will which I finally did, and like three years ago, and wrote a called Jason never dies. And right now, <laughs> there's nothing I can do with it. I'm working on it, trying to, now they've solved, solved the uh, rights issue where Sean Cunningham now can do anything with Jason's mask in it, but he can't have the name Friday the 13th without getting Victor Miller's agreement, and Victor can only do Pamela up until, obviously, her death, and young Jason, he can't do anything in the mask. So these two have been battling this thing out and finally, you know, Victor's got a show called uh, Crystal Lake and they're gonna do it as a uh, peacock series. So some of the fans are going, how is he gonna do the mask? The guy who's running it, i blanking on his name right now, uh, he, he show ran uh, Hannibal. But um, mm-hmm. I, I called him up and I said, I've got all this stuff from the handle and I can't hear anybody. What the I, can't agree? Agree? I can't listen because I can't, I can't see anybody, you know, I, was influenced by anybody but you know i'm going to still stay on the jason one because i I think if as fans i think you'd love this because when i was writing it i was sitting in the theater going okay you know i hear people reacting to this no yes okay yes good because i miss that you know audience getting into it or like the credit card with American Express. There There's always somebody in the theater going, don't be home without it. everybody would laugh. He thought he was great. He's gonna have a good time tonight with his girlfriend. Cause he was a hero and he was just kind of led into that. But I love when people participate, you know, get into the film. So, you know, that was kind of, I didn't know fans were gonna like it. We were shocked, you know, we got good reviews with a lot of the papers. And they said, yeah, let's do another one. I said, I have no more ideas.
3: Tommy, <laughs> so, I mean, at this point right now, if there was another one, would it be not Friday the 13th or 13th? Would it not be the 13th part of this? I was just talking to a couple of people. Isn't it 13th would be the next one? Yeah. So if, if there was a way to like start, because instead like have it start completely from scratch again, let it like bloom into something else, like I don't know. Yeah. I just thought that like, the whole thing also just this little inkling of like starting back over again. Yeah. The guy, who wants to be just... dead? It's just one One thing I just, because I can tell right now, like the serious stuff is like, there's just one humorous thing that I forgot to tell you that's really kind of important is that this um, beautiful young lady and I went to school together, and here's the thing is, I knew her before she knew me. And it's, this is the difference when you're in seventh grade, I don't know, the hottest thing know. in the world is in ninth grade when junior high, <laughs> that's how you know that She was like, oh my gosh. It was like, oh, here's what happens. And, you know, i when I went to junior high, I got cut. We did a thing that when they changed, you used to go seventh, eighth, ninth grade. Well, I'm in eighth grade, ready to go to ninth, and they did it, they screwed it, they just go like right to, to high school. So right now we got the ninth grade. the So she was always ahead of me and like, never would have ever noticed me in a million years. But when I'm laying in a bed, in that motorhome, when I was introduced to her because I was in all of a sudden like, yeah yeah she's coming right for the on like, that's actually boss. It was like the thing was if you could only know what i of my head, people are like, I was like, man, did you get a car? Is this like a really good thing? No idea it was like it was so like it was so like it was fearful. It was like, oh my God, it was fearful and like oh my God. and she was just like, okay yeah and I knew like, you for this thing. And then, and then like you could see her eyes like I don't know who I I was like, here like, hear you were there. I didn't it's taken a while to go, but you realize this, that whole scene that you see us doing, you study it well, and she does people are, she's dancing to the music and I'm acting like something else. It, it was really, truthfully, it resold it really well, but it was not a comfortable part for me anyway. Also, you can see on the side, because we're you know, supposed to close on, on the side, of this, where the camera was, I had boxers on, and it was like, all the time, was like, we, we, we can see your boxers, all so I'm like, actually, I'm in a jock strap. And she and we just, she just like, and she's like, she's, teased, she's way more like, I'm, fun. I'm just like, you're screwed. Like, and she's like, Do this. she's kind of a close one. I'm just like, this, this is like, <laughs> but then the, the camera's just Smart. Yeah, he had two things going on at one time. So he covered the whole thing. It was hard to like to look at them. With. But I, this is what I love her as much as anybody. Period. She's a lovely woman, and her and I have become better friends today than we were the day before that. Before that, we've become nothing but friends. Absolutely. We, we have. So that's the thing. But yeah, we went to school. June and I go. That was for 12 years. <laughs>
2: the other reason I hired him is that he can talk and never take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> oh
5: shit!
2: Amazing. He stopped me. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, no, he was that quick and trouble when we were doing this. It's like, when we saw him again after all these years, it was like, you're exactly
5: the same. That's this is to now.
3: Then were like,
0: are Perhaps you'll live in So, Tom, you had mentioned uh, you were able to bring kids back into the camp. And uh, I always thought that it, the films were really missing something with that because that added a whole other element of danger with Jason around. Talk about how you were able to intertwine that within the story, uh, you know, and, and how did you bring the kids back? Was it just easy, you just asked? Yeah, yeah I didn't think it was gonna be
2: easy at all because when you use children in movies, you know, obviously the parents have to be there, they have to agree, they have to be a studio teacher, if they're in school, they have to do a certain amount of hours and not let them work past midnight. And those scenes by the lake were at five in the morning in georgia there was no studio teacher the parents were right there like, oh you love jason you love him the
3: kids,
2: the kids would go to craft service be eating all the candy and stuff all ready to go and it was it was they were wonderful they were sweet wonderful kids and they were. you know none of them were really actors so you got you know the benefit of just their regular personalities one of them had a mickey mouse t-shirt or sweatshirt we weren't supposed to show Mickey Mouse a lot of it. You know, Walt Disney was supposed to have something to say about that, but nobody ever bothered us. <laughs> but the kids were, who were wonderful, and one that plays little Nancy, um, we recently re-hooked up with her, um, and obviously she's now got children of her own, and that boy loves Jason. Wow. And she wrote me and said, is there any way of getting a mask? I mean, like, a, you know, like the ones we had in the movie. I said, I don't have any, but let me CJ. This man gave her um, the mask from Alice, right? Yeah, yeah. Alice Cooper. In the Alice Cooper video, I, I mean, incredible. I mean, I think must be worth a billion dollars. Um, and he just, you know, out of the goodness of his heart, you know, gave. Her, I said, "Don't let him take that mask to school. Whatever you do, I mean, that's his college, right?"
5: Yeah, <laughs>
1: I just saw, you know, I just, you just talk about kids in movies and stuff. I just saw once Upon a, once Upon a time in the West, mm. Charles Bronson and Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda was like, you know, every man in America wanted to be Henry Fonda. And he's the bad guy in this movie, and he's killing kids. No, no. I'm like, I was like, I blowing my mind. Was like Henry Fonda's Fonda shooting kids. Yeah. It's like Henry Stewart. i to a
3: player as well.
0: <laughs> so talk about um, bringing comedy into the film. Uh, Horschak was actually in the beginning. Oh yeah. Talk about how that was like working with him. it was.
1: Uh, yeah, it was great working with him. I mean, he was. Uh, you know, I was a big fan. He's been working back on um, as Horschak, um, and you know, he was just a sweet, sweet guy and uh, <laughs> terrible death, <laughs> which you didn't see because. Um, DJ punches his fist through his chest, Sorchak's chest, and then he has his heart He drops on the ground and bounces. We didn't get to see that movie because they cut it out. Right. So he steps on it. So, he oh. walks over and all
5: over the place. The next yeah. question. How
3: many of you guys remember Welcome? Like, how are you old enough to actually watch Welcome by like, oh, oh, Carter? Oh,
5: oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, sure.
3: yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
5: Well,
3: yeah, that's his yeah. uncle. See, so, here's the thing, I'll tell you, my uncle's John, which was my uncle. So here's the thing with, 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 with Ron Palillo. that ugh, this is a pretty, when I got there, Ron was like, his career had like kind of come, this is like the end of his career, and it's, this is when you give, they give you a love boat in a, in a panacea island and they kick you, out. it's like the end of the thing. <laughs> so what happened is he's there, and I go into wardrobe, and I'm sitting, and I see Ron was like, because I remember him, I used to go to a school right above NBC, and I used to go down to the welcome about Carter Center all the time. I did school and go down there. So I knew him at a very young age. So I saw him there and there was a big if you remember he used to wear these big, the big like uh, yeah, this you know the big the, the uh, mm-hmm. scarves, but they were red and white and all of a sudden, There was one in the wardrobe that looked just like the one he did. And I went up and I wrapped it around his door, on his where was right and knocked on the door and he'd run away. And finally he did just weapon and was I'm not Horseshack anymore. And he screamed <laughs> and all, and it was like it was like it was just cat, like, I don't was like, And then, you know, then two years later, and he passes away and I, I felt terrible. But his drama like how much like, I am not Horseshack anymore. And it was just silly, kind of this person. And the guys of me going to school with her or knowing him, it's a great, Hollywood oh, was, was very tight back then. It was, there was, there was just wasn't a lot of it was the San Fernando Valley there was your options, you know. And like you go over the Hollywood a little bit, but there was literally a small group of people that we all did. Yeah, we're all like, you know,
0: that's yeah, the end. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, did you have him in mind when you were casting? Was that yeah, that's good? interesting. No, people have asked me that over
2: the years. It's like, were you like a big fan of Wilton that part? And he'd say, never saw you know, I he he, she just read yeah, it he was, just that. That. <laughs> he was the funniest guy, you know, and you thought he'd be great, you know, it's the same thing with Tom's movie, I haven't that either. It's just, you build you know, the talents there and you want that person, you know, in your movie. And he was, you know, the ancient, you know Travolta, you know, person as well, they, that's why they were really sure. It's like, come on, you, you have to, you know, this, you know, happenstance.
5: Tom, I have
3: one question for you. When you said before, when you were talking about the the, the, um, the attachment that you had to the 007 thing, was, was there any problems with, like, since you had that beginning of them? was there any sort of, did you have a connection to keep it from being any sort of congruous, you know, like any sort of legal? Because it was pretty obvious, kind of like oh, what yeah. you were trying to do. You know, back in the day, people looked for a reason, like, you yeah. don't do it. So there's nothing, you
2: just get away with that. I was gonna... yeah, you just do, do it and see if and anybody squawks. See see. Right? I imagine. And, and, mm-hmm. and they didn't like these movies at that time critics of everybody, there was just us mud people. Did incredible, I do ever get like great reviews, like, well, this is the one, I mean, it wasn't always, because it was the people's choice. Well, what saved me, and I didn't realize it at the time, was, uh, you know, in theater, the thing called Breaking the Fourth Wall, which is what you are doing in the play, and suddenly you look at the audience and say, this making any sense to you guys, and anyway, then go back into the play. So putting the caretaker, looking at these cameras going, some people have a strange idea in your <laughs> <laughs> That made the critics go, well, you can't hate it from the movie, that's making fun of itself. And it really changed a lot of, you know, opinions or starting with the James Bond thing. They realized this is not your normal, you know, Friday the 13th. So that, we've been, you know, Friday, uh, New York Times, we had a lot of ones that actually liked it. Still said, well, it's gonna have a body count or something like that, but, the rest of it that might be after is
5: And you go have go all sorts of innuendos in the film. Mm-hmm. Tell them a couple of the, the things, the little secrets that you have in there. A little yeah. Well, little secrets? The smiley Oh, yeah. So the
1: books, yeah, there's a book the books, the movie. lightning that yeah. makes Jason up from Frankenstein. Yeah,
2: I, I thought how else to get bring something back from the dead? have to be Frankenstein and then I thought I don't want people to think I'm stealing it, so I put Karloff's market, you know, in the background. So <laughs> and then Cunningham Road to give tribute to Sean Cunningham and Carpenter. And you know, so I tried to put as many, you know, things that I thought would be fun to discover. There's so much genius in that film, Tommy it's like literally if I could find one people
3: all right. You just said so many things that you were so well tuned into that. Like that was a well-oiled machine. Were you happy at the end of it? When you looked at the movie and said, it? I know that you would like to, but maybe you kept some more like, stuff that they wouldn't let you, because do you realize this? I believe what I'm saying when I got stabbed in the head, you actually see, because the knife came and CJ had this, and he was brilliant at this. When he, he took care of her in that bathroom and slammed her all over the place, she literally got slammed all over the place, because he could gently slam you and not break your bones. And he had, as I remember, there was like a there was a piece that was a collapsible knife. It's a picture just, that whole scene was done opposite. The knife completely collapsed. So all of a sudden, I'm dead, snaps up, and I start driving again. So if you would've kept the whole thing, you would've seen that knife, you would've never known. It didn't go straight into my head, and it would've been like x-rayed or whatever. It would've been like, that's the way they did that back then. So You know what I'm saying? So they would've done all of that.
2: But when you look back on the movie, was there, was there anything that like, were you happy with the movie? Yeah, I mean, basically it's the director's cut with some trims, you know, at the end of the films. Yeah. Is basically all they did because they something get cut out. and said, no, it's just, you know, when they squished the. It's editor a lot of You saw all three heads get decapitated at the same time, which was a really difficult special effect to do. Do so so you ever have any of so. that footage left? Sorry? Do you have any of that footage left?
6: The not in the truck, truck. It's in a box somewhere
3: and nobody's found it. It would be amazing to
5: do it. It is probably somewhere.
3: You guys heard that on the it's on the, it's on, the it's on the uh the, the floor of
2: the the editing floor. So much stuff great stuff. I yeah, think it, it, ours is the most
5: popular. I think part six is, isn't
2: it? Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah, it seems like from what people have said when they do the polls, you know, mm-hmm. in Friday the thirteenth. Well again, I think it goes back to the relationship with the characters, mm-hmm. and
1: you invest in the characters, that's what really draws them and also I mean kids can watch it. So I mean, part five was just so. Oh, I watched. I got terrified. I was going to do part six. So glad I wasn't. It was oh <laughs> 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 no. I mean, just no But there was no. I mean, cinematography. Cinematography wise, it was just like nothing. was all just white and white and no shadows, no nothing. It was just wasn't even a. I think it's called Fargusy.
2: <laughs> well, he was a porn <laughs> pornography director. Well, that's what it looked like to me, and that's what I thought. And <laughs> <When> I found out <thought laughs> he was afterwards. <laughs> so that made sense. <laughs> what, you, what t-shirt contest. I <laughs> mean, so and I was a good Catholic boy, so every movie yeah. you see a little praying. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that the, they did come out of <laughs> Paramount is she, she does her. this when when, he said, when when Megan's so trying to revive Tommy. And then when he comes back, she goes, you know, like that. And they said, no, you've got to take that. I said, why? Because just a child doing it. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, we don't want to i mean, still afraid of like the religious thing, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, but it's a character. Right. Um, when you, but those kind of
3: things go crazy when these you know, When you wrote this, topic, did you know really in your head because a lot of times you'll write people like they like <laughs> their characters, like take like any he'll write all these like aunts and uncles, all this stuff he does it. Was there anybody that you like actually knew that they could, could score, like anything you envisioned or just made up characters? like, because Court's kind of straight. I don't know anybody named Court, So it's like, kind of, well, where did that name come from? Why was that like? Yeah, well, in the
2: script, right? selling the original spirit out there um when it was called Jason has risen, and that was another thing he said, not too, too religious. So I said, okay, how about Jason uh, lives? Okay, Jesus lives, no, no, Jason has risen. But your guys have different characters in that script. I don't know when you changed it to, you know, to the- There's my name Bob Sorenson. Bob oh, you yeah. I don't I, I remember that. Bob And it also has Jason's father in it uh, at the end beforehand before we even shot it. You can't do that because the crowd's gonna go, Oh, the next one's gonna be about his dad and No, no. So he said, We better not, you know, show that. But the irony is all these years later He's become Jason's father in the Vengeance series, if you guys have seen that, and I got to be the caretaker in Vengeance 2. He kicks the shit out of me. So I got a piece that everybody else got in the movie, but I mean, he kicks the shit out of me again in Vengeance 2, it's like, yes. he won't leave me
0: alone. Even as an old guy, he's still beating on me, so it was rude. Be gentle till the day I die. So I think, in, in my opinion, in the Friday franchise, I think the Harvey scene is probably the best scene in the entire franchise. Aww. And for the four people that were involved in that scene to be here, it's, it's awesome for a moderator. Could you just take us through how that was shot and, and how you guys did it? Because Well, let's talk about the jocks <laughs> <You
5: know>,
1: um, <laughs> everything, everything was, was rigged.
5: So it looked like the RV was moving, like the little paintings and pictures on the wall were on little strings. And um, it was so fun to shoot that um, when Nikki like hits the wall and goes back and forward, because everything was completely still. So making it believe that there was movement in, in the RV was really you it's guys, it was so, tame, so
3: painful for us when it flipped over and we landed. Oh. <laughs> that's when we get to this question. It's like, how painful was it when you it landed? Like, <laughs> 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 what did you look like three times? Oh like, my God. God. Yeah. It, was a it was beautiful, but that this is where editing is beautiful. editing and that, just, it just stops, the music stops, it just goes. And that's like the, It's a gorgeous thing when you have a budget that's limited. It's like the same way you did with my little son with the kids. It's like humor is like, it takes like one split second to make it can be hilarious or not funny at all. But it was the editing was so great in that, as far as that goes. If you like that 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 scene, but but it was the whole, so awkward for me. She had fun. I promise you, I was so awkwardly like uncomfortable <laughs> and so intimidated by her. I can't even tell you. So that was all. That was the more, probably the hardest. That well, was, he was real talking
5: smack in the beginning, and then he had to change his uh, boxers. Uh, uh, and- oh, and it did oh! interesting, like, oh. all of a sudden, your whole persona changed. Oh yeah, I <laughs> remember <laughs> not, <guy>. not so <laughs> cocky anymore, <right?
3: laughs> And that's
4: when she tries to answer, like, here we
3: go, we we go. I was like, yeah. And
5: CJ and I were in that, um, the bathroom.
3: But
4: I wasn't wearing a jacket.
3: <laughs> you look how big he is, and that bathroom is like three by three. But and all incredible. the walls <laughs>
5: came out. Um, they,
4: they shot from up above. She kicked the shit out of me. Woo! Man, she's the All I did strong. was hold on as best I could so I wouldn't hurt her, and she just went to town. <laughs> yeah. you don't didn't go over, really don't go over, you know, she'll fall. Yeah. So I just held her as comfortably as I could, and she kicked and hit, she and she did. moved and pinched and, and <laughs> screamed and yelled, and I think she probably broke the set three times. You know, what I mean, it was like if
1: we put that done, movie on
3: right now, we were i would completely buy her, like oh, kicking, really, yeah. Like you were doing, it was 100%. Like you looked like you were, it was like I wanted to jump through the screen. Like why was I being a dick? And, like, and I was like, I wanted to come save you because you—you look seriously in debt. Like and, just, and she like, did I really
4: trust me. And I mean that. Tom put the camera right here and said, okay, I want you to take her head and throw it into the camera.
5: Yeah.
4: And she really let go and just let me handle her face. Mm-hmm.
5: Full trust. And my job mm-hmm. is
4: most important not to hurt anybody, because again, I don't care how experienced you are or not, you know, the first swinging of the knife towards his head is a real knife, and then I mm-hmm. stop, you know, maybe a foot away, but it, it's trusted that you're gonna stop. But you know, everything, thrown her head into that uh, camera lens, and well, I'm not about that big. And, it's just a matter of as close as I can get it that lens and stop to freak everybody out. Was, you know, she gave me full control is what I'm trying to say. So, Your military like, discipline probably would outline anything to start people with, because it's like such a like, life or death,
3: shit you are digging you ideally You were so disciplined and able, plus you were so strong, you were able to take that and stop it, right? That's why I say she gave in her, her head. Yeah, and she, yeah, was, she, she committed.
4: You know, and you did. And my eyesight was probably better than him, right? <laughs> 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 you trust this? Everything's kind of
1: boring now. That's a funny concept. That's yeah. a funny concept. Make a parody of part per- <laughs> 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 six. It just goes crazy. No, no, I speed it. There it is. Just it
3: just
1: goes up.
3: <laughs>
4: it'd, be, it'd be fun to do uh, a you know, knockoff of part, of part six with all that's different humorous things. There they had
3: calls. you knock off, oops! We knock-off,
0: like knock like your yeah. nose off. <laughs> CJ, how did you uh, film where you came out of the RV? I thought about filming that. You know, it was really, once it was flipped, the stuff people like the
4: old man and his team did flip. just took the hinges off the door, and used the bolts, and they put me on a couple free boxes. And I squatted down as low as I could with fist and hit it as hard as I could and it flew. Yeah. Kind of, I was looking they're looking at me and I'm
5: like oh, that's and it just
4: flew. I mean you know the adrenaline's at that point and then my job was to step out with one step without a quarter inch and I was fortunate enough. Yep.
5: Don't forget he can't really see either because he's got the mask. I don't see nothing so I,
4: I got up and made my left my knee to the left and went to the edge and just stood there and well, Tom knows this, it was the last shot of the day, it was bright, the sun the was coming up, up. Yeah. you know, God, you know it we'd late. lose it, and, you know, we don't have another mobile home, so mm-hmm. it looks kind of light in the background, but yeah. that's the sun coming up.
3: Yeah. There's something you might, you might not yeah. know that's an interesting fact about that, when that trucker are thinking about this, realize this is a low-budget film. Yes. You have your one camera. You your camera around. You use it through the shots. So when that one stunt thing happens, that's when you bring in two more cameras to get one of the coverage because we want to see it flipping. It. We want to have it this way when it hits the camera. So all of a sudden, it's like so important. You get these things set because we only got one motorhome, one shot of this. So as it comes up and spins, you have it. You guys see it. You notice it's like it looks from this angle, it's that angle, this angle. Then when it hits and then it comes out, that's that having that three. Where'd you end up? Three cameras. Three, eight, eight? eight, eight, eight. eight. Yes, yeah, but that's yeah. taught me how expensive that day. That's yeah. probably the most expensive, that's an expensive day. All that stuff, right? Then you got all those little bits of film. Did you go, you were doing like, my uncle Joey did this thing, when you used to get like the half run, like with the film, like, because you were real you know, back in the day when the film, film was expensive. It was so, then you had to have to start of the dailies, had to be processed and all that stuff. So when you had eight cameras running at one time, it's like, that's a lot of film, that's spinning. At one time, and you used to buy half reels, quarter reels, because it only was going to be five, ten minutes, you know, six minutes. But that was expensive. That's
4: probably the most Did expensive. Did you say you, you lost one? Did one camera got dissolved or like broken?
2: Yeah. I forgot about that. The Apparently, they should have
3: had some insurance The film was, was expensive. expensive.
2: Hey, uh, yeah, um, yeah it, I mean, no one had ever done that before flip the motor home. And so to the stunt people, I said, well, how are we going to do this? Because somebody's got to be driving. Yeah, no, we've got a guy who's going to be great. <laughs> you know, we don't really
3: care about it. We're doing we're doing noise. Noise. Don't
2: worry about it. Well, you know, it did get, it, it did get um, But I said, can we do something? I don't want to see the thing collapse yeah. or hurt anyone. They built the whole cage in it, So they built, yeah, they built, reinforced it with steel and things, so there's no way it was going to fall. And they brought this guy in and, you know, he was a good old boy from down south. So on the day we were shooting, the last sequence of the movie, you know, everything had to go right. You didn't have a second motor home and stuff. You know, you had to get a certain speed to get a ramp and go airborne. it went much further than expected. It was beautiful though we had to look yeah, Look, looks so, so good. Stunt, when the stunt man arrived, really he was in an evil, evil jumpsuit. <laughs> no, <absolutely.
3: laughs> I I went, oh shit! You know, no family, no care.
2: He was gonna just, you know,
5: <laughs> know give me the
2: money for the roll bar, we'll take
5: her <laughs> out. Oh,
2: but he got in there and he did it. He made it work, and you know, he came was out of it perfect. Over, you know, like. <laughs> Because his head was like, woo, 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 you know, in the force of that. But he did it. He did it great. I was on my knees, literally, praying through the whole thing. Don't get, get. It really was. It was edited. It, it
3: is. Every time I watch it, it's remarkable. It's so, gloom, that silence of it is just like, it's so. It is. I don't want to, I had nothing to do with it, but I'm saying it was brilliant. The whole feel of it. it was so, the silence of it going, the music going and then stopping, the hitting, the hip popping up. It's like, it's just,
6: what, it just was. I had a question.
5: I'm
3: sorry, we
6: don't even, <laughs> sure college, you sure told you that, did you know about?
0: we wanted to do the night together? <laughs> <laughs> I got you going, but it's been a pleasure, so you. <laughs> You're obviously a horror fan, when you were watching CJ come up and then stand in the end, did you know you had something special in each other? Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: I did. Somebody made a
2: poster that we have over there of, of him standing there, and it's exactly the the right image to me for the movie because it's like a caveman standing on top of the dinosaur. You know, I've conquered this big thing, you know? And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to me, that was that was it because it's always about killing a monster, right? And, you know, we're never going to stop him, but well, certainly anything else that he can nail, he'll do it. And just yeah, the other image is wonderful
6: okay, One last question for me before we take it to the audience. Uh,
0: Tom, C.J. Tom, the ending and filming in water, that, is there anything worse than filming in water?
4: Uh, <laughs> there, there are four bodies of water for that scene. One of them is Tom McLaughlin's mother and father's pool in the backyard. One of them is a stagnant lake in Covington, Georgia. The other is a six foot pool at USC, I believe. And the next that is the 20 foot diving pool, which is the other body of water was used. So it's four different bodies of water that one scene so cold different uh, safety divers are amazing they that's a real chain around my neck they put me on two center blocks so that they'd always take me to the same location at the bottom of the water um, signal for air. they come in and put the regulator in your mouth and clear it because you can't see anything you know you, you only have one eye to begin with but in black they put, Tom put tarps around the pool so it's guards so and you kind of at the mercy of everybody around you or their good faith um, but I, I still always talk about the, the scene where they had to do the hit on the uh, mask and uh, Tom asked the mom and dad if he can do it in their pool in their backyard. <laughs> and I think going down to the pork the place or something to get some guts and shit. Yeah, I, and
0: I recall, he, I,
4: if I recall, let's say it was a dreaming he promised mom and dad he'd clean the pool. I'm gonna yeah, to 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 get it. new filters. Yes, yeah. so when, when you think about it, that's how that, that scene of four different bodies of water, Tom are in two of them, you know, um, actually three of them, he was in the stagnant Lake too, in the boat, but they also moved that over to the six foot pool to finish that, where it breaks and everybody goes to the bottom. And Tom was underwater, and he probably conservatively did 95% of his own stunts underwater. Hi. I mean, again, trust in each other, and you know we were both you know trusting the safety divers. and The only difference between Tom and I is he had a little bit of a vision because he could see divers around him. If, if you know they were only five feet away, probably, but I couldn't tell you where they were. Just off camera. Just off camera. So I, you went for me, went for the, the camera guy at his own Yep. oxygen. Camera operator had his own. They release us and we go to the top and do this. Um, would be there was this little monitor telling us yay 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 and we never really heard the word action underwater we'd hear the camera i'd hear the camera mm. and when we roll we'd take a deep action. breath and go to work yeah there wasn't any action you Just- hear it click 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 and that was my indication that space time to go to work take a deep breath and him and i go to work wow yeah. right. no, i did not know
5: that it's so cool
1: I mean, we actually—it's something that you said five. You were like so like disciplined. Like, what point in six do you like? This is like this is good. This is like you were like you know what I'm saying? Well, well it's—I mean, yeah. Talking to Tom talk about. It, I didn't mean,
5: take your job. We're all separated.
1: Right? <laughs> are you <laughs> back from <on> the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to I don't know. The opening sequence. I mean, you know, it's just start the movie up, right before the credits are even roll. So. I, just, while you I don't there, even remember what my first scene was when we got there, because I was coming—I was actually coming from another job in Mexico, and it was the first time. And I've job back to back because it never really happened <sighs> at uh, no, so all. everything's out of sequence with movies—they
0: uh, don't <laughs> shoot like in sequence they're very yeah. often. All right, who has some questions? The girl, the little the that pink, listen, she has a question. <laughs> she did, like, but she kept going about the
1: mask.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just drew another 20 graphic. <laughs> so, for you guys, you shot the scene with Paula and the camera.
4: I love the imagery of like your mind wondering. Normally, when you see Jason kill someone, it's quick. Yeah, it happens. See it even with engaging, but that one you're like minutes, it felt like five ten minutes went by. You're like, What is he doing now? <laughs> in that scene? I know, I know the ratings are giving you guys a hard time, but when you shot that, was that your plan, or was it something
2: like they just put you in the body? You're like, Let's shoot this way and see how it comes out. Well, the best thing, and I don't know if you guys agree or not, but it's what you don't see that's scarier and they learned that years ago and certainly Steven Spielberg learned it on Jaws that that damn shark didn't work well so they didn't have all the footage they wanted but then the way uh, Vera Fields put the cut together and John Williams score, you began to realize you gotta wait and wait and your, ma- your imagination was really taking over. Um, and there was a famous director, Hal Luton, during the 40s just made things about shadows and he did the original Cat People and you never actually saw the panther like he did later on with cat people it was just a shadow and things and they were enormously successful and cheap you know to make so the, the thing is always that if you if you can take the audience to a certain point and maybe you don't quite see what happens you can imagine and i want that one scene where you know he slams the door with her you see her get thrown kind of through the window and back and the next time you come in it is a freaking bloodbath i mean we have blood everywhere <laughs> And, and I wanted, Megan to respond to that. And of course, her father, the sheriff. So the rest of us are going, what happened? What happened? What happened? So to this day, you know, Paula, an actress, uh, she you know, says, I think I'm still alive. I think I'm in pieces, <laughs> 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 I want to do a sequel.
1: Because we had never actually seen her father. Thi- the thing is a good uh, example of that. Not seeing or not being around.
6: <laughs> All right. Cool. Okay. Um, I have. First, I want to say your death is like, like one of those ones that actually felt bad for you. Like in, in most of the other movies, I'm kind of like, ah, you know, back, you know, that kind of thing. But like when you're in there screaming, like it, it's like legit, like horrifying. Still to this day, like it, it's it feels so real and just more visceral than most of the kills, even though they're gory. But it's like more of that, like, please don't kill me. I don't want to die. And you, you're going to die, and you know that's coming. But she, you can tell she's really fighting for her life. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. it's real. And it guess what? It, so.
5: They brought me back in vengeance, because you never saw me dead. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm back as Nikki, oh, six cool. years later. How's
6: your face in that one? Is it on scarves. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'm
6: like, you gotta
5: do something. Scars and no teeth. <laughs> 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 but my question is actually for C.J.
6: Okay, we talked a little bit when I met you in there about um, your gait, the way you walk. The way you move, and it's very different than all the other Jason's. Like, you know, Kate's okay, kind of lumbering, but you can. Know, oh, yeah, the boy had done that to his face. No, <laughs> 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 we'll see, all talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I want to show
4: him.
6: No, I meant
3: it in a good way.
6: Like, you know, uh, I'm to sure. record that message lumbering. <laughs> but uh, yours is more like focused, and it's just. Did you have any? Did you just do that? Or did you have like something you thought, like, oh, I thought back to this movie or this guy? or,
4: you know, military something, or is it, just, just it was just just It was just straight. You know, Tom wanted um, very straightforward. And my my walk, if you see me walk around, is just very. Even I'm six three, kind of two fifty-ish. It's like you know, thirty inches all around when you're you're marching, mm-hmm. and it just became natural after 49 years ago being in the military at 17. It it's just what I do, how I walk, and I had the physical structure. So Tom was very clear, like I said, directionally, They're telling me the movement he was looking for. Um, didn't want a robot completely didn't want you to have dumb wanted you at least be appeared that you're starting to connect the brain cells the dots so to speak as you're going through this process um, so don't make Jason look dumb in so many words so for me it was just really solid walk and to be quite honest part of the other thing is when you're wearing a hockey mask and you can only see out of one eye you have no peripheral vision you can't see your feet make sure every step counts because <laughs> <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> if like you it. don't hear it you're you going to go down so I challenge anybody to put a hockey mask on black out one eye and walk through the hallway you get through, you, you don't see your feet at all just for the record you don't see anything degrees left or right you just see directly in front of you and those hills and walking and going through the door like Tom said, we're gonna do a door shot, try to get through the door and fall down. Because the other piece of wood you go through is gonna twist you. you know, going out the side of the cabin was about a 12 inch drop. You had to break through and the whole step down, trying to get through because it was an expensive shot. We'd have to reset without tripping or hurting yourself. You know, So you're making sure you're blowing your knee through that door and that first step counts. But when you can't see too much, it's all just pretty much hand and eye coordination use yeah, the force. For me, it's the, I come to the, the embodiment of Jason. Yeah, that, that, that singular. Thing. I've been very fortunate because it, it's been a characteristic. I mean, I, you know, Keenan and I are good friends, and I remember when he did part seven, the first thing I said to him was, why are you breathing? He's dead. <laughs> 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 I did essential. <I> you. <laughs> so you <sighs> Damn, you're right. So he had to do it forever. So every time you see him, he's doing this. He has to because he did part seven, but he's dead. You agree. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know you pick up that trait once you carry it forth you don't want to be too inaccurate films, so you carried it through and forth and you did yeah,
2: I had a Terminator thought in my head when I was writing it but when we had Dan Bradley and if you look at Dan the daytime stuff with the paintball he walks different than what CJ does I think with the cuts you don't really notice but so you know when he came in and he was the way he was I went yeah. Do what you're doing, you and yeah, you know, do only occasionally when I, you know, have him, you know, snap his head or you know do anything that was a little robotic. But we just, but you know, through I don't know how many volts of electricity, so he shouldn't, you know, lope along. I didn't mean, right. think mm-hmm. it had to be, you know, a machine almost. And, but Not he's still human, but not you know he's, he's undead, but he's not a zombie. And I get that all the time. Oh, a zombie? No, you're <laughs> not the sheriff shooting in the head. Like the way he's supposed to do, he kicks his head back and then keeps going. And cannot stop him. So. Was that intentional? Yeah, like, to be like he's not a zombie. Yeah, but yeah, it, it he was nailed. Told that. me that
6: I'm not a zombie. Yeah, I don't want a zombie. Frankenstein's like not a zombie. I mean, not no, I anyone mean, like when you had somebody shoot him in the head. Like, is that for everybody to see? Like, okay, he's not a zombie. We shot. Whoever in the head. picked up on it. Yeah. You
4: know, I mean, I of those like,
2: you're not a zombie!
4: <laughs> All I know is that snap your head back and bring it back forward real slow, okay? Just every time I got shot with the shotgun, I'd pull back into the ground and then pop up. And then get shot, roll, pop back, up. It was always intentionally that uh, every time you could take it, you know, take a beating, kind of like the Wolverine, basically a heel. You'd get back up. But the Wolverine didn't exist back then. That's something you prefer to today compared to back then. And the reason I came up with it, I remember watching it last night in my room. Oh yeah, Wolverine. You know, he comes back, you know. They're looking for a new neighbor. Yeah. Oh, okay, here we go.
1: Next
2: question. So I had a couple
0: things. First one was when we had a piano here last time, when Kane and Laura were here. Was I here? No, yeah, you were on the year previous before. Okay. So
2: it's been a good again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if anybody who watched part seven, is it your favorite at the beginning? Part six was better.
5: Mm-hmm. Who said I that? got that on camera. Who said that? I did. Oh, I did. Did you did, that? did? I did. Oh. Kane stopped oh. in his tracks.
2: Yeah, who
0: said that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice
5: that. He said oh, he not like later. that. Yeah, so I, I know
0: he has a sense of humor. Yes. I've been on panels with both of them. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> in, uh, part six, though.
6: I, I looked for little stupid things in the movies. You, know, you did a lot of stuff like you were
2: saying.
5: It, it, there was one
2: scene with the paintballers where he takes a swipe and all three heads come off. For the longest time, I'm talking probably 20 years, you see that hat when they drop.
0: We were rewatching watching it before the weekend. I said, watch, watch, watch. Mm-hmm. It's not gone. Ooh, how is that possible? I don't know. Somebody
2: must have caught it somewhere and wow. took it out. I never noticed. This so, it. <laughs> can they just like take stuff out of the
5: pool? Oh, yes, they, they did. did. Oh, yeah.
2: oh, wow. I thought maybe it was something that you knew about later on, you know, like, oh, I never noticed it, but I the old you, done other than, you could actually sort of leave things out now, right? Right. but you couldn't film no. it. Yeah, it's this little stupid thing. Aww. And I was like, watch for the madness and shit. And then you gotta get it on VHS. Yeah, so now I gotta go back. Dad, how do you exist? get
5: the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> everyone. Put your hands in. my other vodka. Yeah. <laughs>